Welcome to Ministry IRL. I'm your host, Patrick Weed, and I'm super excited to explore with you what life can be like behind the scenes for those who are in ministry. Let's talk about what ministry is like in real life. All right. Well, thank you for joining for another podcast of Ministry IRL. Um, these are, I, I can't believe the things that I get to do, actually. I have so many friends that have either become pastors, are pastors, have been youth pastors, and then become pastors, some pastors who are no longer pastors and still my friends. But what I love about it is getting to talk to people get them to share things that they don't necessarily get to share specifically from the pulpit. And so today I've got my friend with me, Pastor Tim, and I've, I've been butchering your last name, by the way. I'm so sorry. So you're going to have to help me with this. Is it Salazarulo? Salazarulo, yeah. Tim Salas is the easiest. That's my rapper. That's your rapper name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Tim and I, and this was funny because so we reconnected recently on Instagram, which I love. Instagram has become one of my favorite places. I love the, the stories and everything. Um, and then we started kind of chatting. And as I've been doing this podcast, I've been looking for people to, to talk to and interview. And so I reached out to him. I was like, hey, you interested in podcasts? And he was like, sure. So we talked a little bit a while back ago. And it was fun because it's kind of one of these connections that you have where I mean, what was it? Nine, nine, ten years ago is when we first met. I have a better memory than I do, <laughs> or our wives do, at least for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we met. I think I was going down to California to do like some support raising training for missions, and my dad and I had spoken at your church, and I'd come and shared at your youth group. That's where I think I connected with you, and you didn't. You let me come stay at your house, and. I love it because we were talking about all the different memories and your jacuzzi in the backyard and hanging out and talking about YouTube and all the different like shows and stories that we wanted to do. And so, and then when we connect, I'm like, how long? I'm like, oh, you're still the youth pastor, right? And you're like, no, dude, that's 10 years ago. Lots <laughs> changed since then. Yeah. And I think that's actually where I want to go with this today. So I, I really enjoyed hearing about all that has changed with you. Yeah. And I think that that's one one part of a pastor's life that people kind of know, but I don't think they always fully understand because picking your family up and, and moving or switching locations, switching churches, um, all the ins and outs of that, your kids with school, your wives with friends, like all of that stuff is, is so much more than just, Oh yeah, we, we moved and we're good. And so I enjoyed hearing you talk about, uh, is it okay to name the location of where you guys yeah. were? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I enjoyed hearing you talk about going to China. And then mm -hmm. I enjoyed even uh, after that, hearing you talk about going back to California and kind of the, the specifically, I loved how you talked about your house. That really caught me. That really caught me a lot, especially having been there. I thought it was, it was cool to hear about it. So, so I want to start with that. So Tim, tell us a bit about what it's like to be a pastor who follows Jesus no matter what. Yeah, uh, taking uh, the, 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 the term follow me, uh, literally. <laughs> literally. Uh, yeah, well, my, my story arc is uh, long, uh, and we don't have time, I think, in this format to go through the whole long story. Um, but uh, I'm currently a church replanter, um, which most people don't know what that is. I think it's just taking over something, a church that's dead, um, and broken and coming in and with grace and love, tearing it to pieces and rebuilding it from the ground up. Um, and it's not, uh, it's not as prestigious as planting a church or starting something from scratch. 
because you bring a lot of baggage into it. A lot of hurting, broken people who've just yeah. been abused as pastor uh, from past. Yeah, I would say just bad pastoring. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not saying I'm anything great, but um, yeah, definitely. Anyways, and I remember applying for this job. I uh, had just gotten back from China. Uh, we sold everything we owned um, and or gave it all away. Um, I was running um, a family business, which I was going to buy, decided not to. Um, because we both, my wife and I, felt the pull to what we called, we had no idea. I remember vacuuming my pool and um, my, the house that you had been at, but we had just finished remodeling the entire thing from the ground up. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was our forever home, at least that's what we thought. Um, running a successful business in what I was doing ministry was network of home churches, um, which I firmly believe in the missional type kind of ministry. And um, very, very prideful and arrogant of, I was at the height of my ego there, vacuuming my pool, looking at my off-road truck, my beautiful family, and um, being able, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, good job, Tim, now it's my turn. And those were very scary words because I've heard them before, actually, 10 years before that, when we had sold our house, quit our job to go into full-time ministry, which you experienced in the youth ministry there. Okay, yeah. And so we, I discerned like, okay, Lord, I don't know how to bring this to my wife because we are very happy with where we're at, the trajectory of our life that we're on and felt like spirit was like, it's, it's time for me to take over, stop building two kingdoms, which therefore then it's actually not two, it's one, it's either God's or the world's. And so God's like, build my kingdom. And through various um, steps of faith, which were in many people would say would be large steps of faith, selling your house, selling two, two businesses. Um, everything we own without really knowing where we were going to go. So doing this whole process without having any answers. Um, and as a matter of fact, going to China was probably one of the worst on paper decisions you could make um, because it was extremely hard. And then the experience that we had in China, the school that we were at from, it was, a, I mean, going into it, it was, you were, we were foolish. Like looking back, like, but you got to be fooled for God sometimes. Um, but yeah, with wisdom and with um, a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, um, reaching out to people that loved us, um, we felt the pull that we could, the burn. It just doesn't go away, whether it's high or low. And yes. so we in that process. God opened the doors. That was a full five month process, selling everything we own. And I remember. Um, you can actually watch on my YouTube, Tim Sals, one word, Tim Sals, some of that process, um, the emotions as we are saying goodbye to our house and our neighbors are filming us the night we're flying out. We gave the keys and we flew out that same night. It was insane uh, for training and then left a couple months after that. But nonetheless, um, and then in China, solidifying that ministry mission and rebuilding an entire new life overseas, learning the language, learning the culture, the people working a full-time job as well as trying to do ministry at the same time, local working with local free self church. I mean, I could go on and on watching and hearing people get saved and seeing them get saved, move into discipleship. It's pretty amazing to see what God was doing. And then again, the tug of the Lord I felt was like, Tim, you're still working full-time 50, 60 hours a week and trying to do ministry full-time. I want your, who you are, your full creative process, all of you forget like worrying about retirement and all these other things, just trust me with all of that. Um, and uh, so I fasted and prayed for another month. And uh, I, 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 while we were in China, things were going well by God's grace. It wasn't like we wanted to hit the eject button. Escape. There were many times we wanted to, but that wasn't. <laughs> I'm it. sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and uh, after a month of prayer and fasting, the day I, I, re I remember writing in my journal on May 24th, I will decide to leave. Um, yeah, it was one month. And that day I decided to leave, I got a call from my current boss saying, hey, I've got this church. No one wants, I can't hire anybody for it. Do you want it? And I was as a matter of fact, I just decided to leave yesterday. Um, he goes, well, I can't guarantee the job. I still have all these crazy things. So I was like, well, what's the salary? What's this? He goes, I have no idea. You need to move from China and come back here before, and you may not even have the job, which it still took until January to actually start and work. So I came here working other stuff. I drove around poop trucks, like uh, porta potty. <laughs> For a while. Uh, but, you know, so we again, and my wife wasn't ready yet, though. That was another three month process of God working in her own heart. And for me, I think behind the scenes, the key is one, I keep journals. And so I track the Holy Spirit just working and speaking to me. And I see a, an arc of God's speaking to me through his word and confirming that through circumstances. Yeah. And the biggest rock in that, obviously, is Christ. But outside of Christ is my wife saying yes or no and trusting the Lord to work in her heart yeah. and not pushing it, my own agenda, my own thoughts, my own feelings, and just trusting God to speak and work in her, her heart um, and trusting and watching God's spirit through the word for her, through confirmation, through circumstances, as well as just looking for heavenly wisdom, not worldly wisdom, but heavenly wisdom, and then outweighing and mitigating as much as we can in a worldly way. So I'll, you know, even moving to China, we got insurances, had separate bank accounts from, you know, what we've accessed there. Um, we had insurances, emergency insurance. We had to hit the eject button, uh, full medical insurance. I mean, I, I did everything I could to mitigate the practical side of things and trying to stay connected via relationships. That's why I started the YouTube channel and actually ended up turning into a ministry in, in China. And there's still people connected. Through, anyways, it's pretty cool to see what God's doing with that. But all the while, it wasn't just a, oh, I have this idea of being flippant. It's prayerful, yeah. plan, prayerful, plan, proceed, take three steps back, cry, 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 <laughs> learn how to grieve, learn how to empathize, learn how to sympathize, learn how to communicate these things. I mean, my kids, are, you know, they're the ones that are having to give up all their toys, all their friends, yeah. and they're being dragged around. The last thing I want them is to be bitter with the Lord. Yeah. By God's grace, that's not the case. I have my kid's testimony right here on the wall. I don't know if you can see it. And she just talks about as part of this journey for her of seeing God miraculously work and seeing miracles happen even as we, as we follow Jesus. So it's not like we're following miracles or anything like that. We're following Jesus and watching the wake of ministry and mission happen behind us. And it's years later. You don't see it in a minute. You know, right. in the moment, you want to cry, you want to quit, you want to be done with this screw this, throw this bag away, get rid of this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'd rather go back to my comfortable city job that I had, you know, I, and buy a jet ski and go riding twice a year, you know, and, and you know, whatever. So back to, that, back to my pool in my backyard. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah. yeah, no, it's a very different world and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's so, it's so funny to me. I know we're blazing through this and I appreciate your time today, but it's so funny to me because as we talk about this stuff, like in context of ministry in context of Jesus, like it's kind of like, I know it's still hard and I appreciate where you gave kind of like we cry, we grieve, we pray, we fast, you know, let alone our wives agreeing with it and stepping in behind us and supporting us. But so much of the time, like I'm in this other world, like corporate world, I'm in, you know, logistic, regular, you know, thinking things through world where it's like, that seems like such a dumb decision. Like, why would you do that? Why would you give up all that stuff and go to China? 
And then, okay, maybe I can get used to that idea and be like, all right, you're, you're doing something good and loving people. And then, and then you do it all over again. And it's like, it, it would normally come across as such a foolish decision. Yeah. And I appreciate many of the things you said in there. And I think what resonates with me is, is that idea of, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but the, I know it's in, in the Bible where it talks about the foolishness for Christ, where mm-hmm. to the world we look like idiots, but we'll sacrifice everything for Christ. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're sharing, like, that's what I hear. I hear somebody who says, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can to try to make the right decision. But at the same time, I'm willing to give up what I need to, to follow. Yeah. And the comment that I'll tell you this, what has been harder to live by faith is living by faith in the call to forgiveness, Uh, living in the call to have love as the primary decision-making factor in anything and everything I do, loving the other, Um, stepping out in faith in, um, uh, confession and humility when it comes mm. I mean, like the, the most basic fundamental truths of following Jesus have been harder than selling my favorite truck, getting rid of the house. That's good. Um, all of those things, because that's where I think that we, a lot of times, and I'll look back, there may be areas where I was, it was like ways of trying to escape. Does that make sense? Like, Oh, if I change my circumstances, maybe certain things in my life might change, but if yep. anything actually made those things that I hated about myself worse or brought them to the surface, highlights them. Yeah. Yeah. And it brought it to the place where I have to deal with these things. And if I don't, I'm going to continue walking disobedient. Even though I'm obeying God by living overseas, I'm walking disobedience with being angry or not being kind. Like mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? And so God really, really, really peeled back the veils um, it's like the onion in the ogre, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's a good one. He's peeling it back and further and further. And the further he peels it back, the grosser it is, but the more healing and uh, uh, reconciliation and the trust that he's going to be bringing and the hope that he brings um, restitution and um, uh, in my life is that's where I stand. And that for me is the key. And anybody can experience that. You know, any, I don't care what you're doing or where you're at. It's stopping and going, Jesus, what do you, Oh, you want me to love? Oh, what do you mean by that? Lay down your life. Uh, well, I'd rather sell everything. No, it's, it's harder to give up wanting to go do, you know what I mean? Like it's uh, yeah. to go and really good at your job because that's what I called you to in this moment, in this season of your life. And that's, that's what I've had to learn over the, over the last 10 years is like be, Find, you know, counted all joy in every circumstance. Thank mm-hmm. God, you know, for this is the will of the Lord, thanking the Lord in every circumstance, you know, um, and being content in all seasons and mm-hmm. learning to do all things. All, I mean, these are the things that God really is wanting to work within our, us as people, I believe. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. And I think that's a great place for us to to finish up today. So, because I think that that's like, it's the pinnacle of the whole idea of following Jesus and all of those things that you're sharing. So, well, Tim, the one thing I want to say is I've told everybody who's come on the show, I, my hope is that it's not the only time. So I'd love to have you back at some point, dive more into some of the things you've shared, even maybe others. But yeah. thank you so much for being with us today and uh, appreciate it a lot. Yeah. No, thank you for inviting me. God awesome. bless you. All right. All right. Have a good day, everybody.